Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JT and the Don at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don, Donato Bucci. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you find all of your other favorite podcasts. And a big thank you, as always, to Nicole Thompson for the great introduction and Mike Regina for the great intro music. We have a great show for all of you today. We have a special guest to help us with this all NFL episode. But first, let us welcome in everyone's favorite JT, Jimmy Thompson. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling like you're just being disingenuous. Just keep the same energy you had when we were just talking off air two seconds ago. That was not a high energy intro. That's how you want to play it. I mean, keep keep this. No, that was that was uh that was kind of fake. Right, but enough just, of just, you get, just get to the guest because I'm glad we have somebody else here to witness the real you because you try to come off as this nice guy, but I don't think he's going to buy it just like I don't buy it. All right, you're done talking. Thank you. So, but JT, our special guest is the host of his own podcast the what off season podcast and we were previously on his nfl trade deadline episode as well so now he is uh returning the favor for us and coming on uh our show and he's going to be not only our nfl expert jt but even though we haven't told him this yet we have dubbed him the New Orleans Saints, our New Orleans Saints in-house resident expert. All right, That's so a every- big pay increase. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> it's coming out of your budget, your side nah. of the budget. See, that's so- why we're going to have issues. <laughs> All right, so again, let's welcome in Adam Lewis of the What Off Season podcast. Adam, how are you today? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you all so much for bringing me full circle. Like I was mentioning before we got on here today, man, uh, it was so much fun when we did the NFL trade deadline, talking about me being basically all Saints ambassador. You remember we were talking about the Saints secondary needed help, and it's pretty crazy that they're number two defense in the NFL after that you know, game to the Eagles. So it's awesome how the season's unfolded, how we've been keeping up with each other's content, and I'm super grateful and blessed to be back on here. So JT and the Don, as always, thank you, man. Absolutely. And we're excited and thank you for your time and coming on today and of course bringing us your insight. And but before we get started into the into all the topics, um, go ahead and we, we want to give you time to plug your podcast. So, so let our listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, of course, like you said, Adam Lewis, host of the What Off Season Sports Podcast. You can check me on basically any social media page at What Off Season Pod, the What Off Season Sports Podcast, wherever you find it at. Check the link in the bio, and uh, that'll open up every platform we're on. It's every bit of content everywhere. We're pushing out everything, and if if you're up to date with that, then you're not going to miss a beat on the show. Uh, New episodes every Friday. We got segments on Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Uh, Latest episode was about what every NFL team uh, playoff contenders want for Christmas from Santa before they go into the playoffs. That was a lot of fun. And then I got another one dropping on Friday, six 2021 NBA bold predictions. So I've got a lot of great stuff coming on the show. But uh, of course, as always, guys, thank you for the opportunity and I'm uh, ready to tackle it today. Well, I'm definitely going to be listening to the NBA one because I want to know what I got to do with my with my fantasy draft. Right. Just don't just don't mess it up. That's all you got to do. 
<laughs> um, Adam, that is great. We we love we love what you do. I feel like you never sleep, man. Yeah, feels like that sometimes. I get plenty of sleep. I just delegate my time really well, but that that's been tough. But hey, man, thought I was joking when I when I told him this. I was like, dude, you are the hardest working man in the game because he's always going full tilt. Like like you said, twenty four hours a day. That's that's unreal. Thanks, guys. That means a whole lot to hear that. I really appreciate that perspective. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, are you guys ready? We're gonna start off with the New Orleans Saints, ready or not. So. Adam, your Saints lost to the Eagles this past Sunday, 24-21. They were uh, scoreless, though, in the first half. And Taysom Hill Hill ended up with 291 passing yards, two touchdowns, and another 33 yards on the ground. And um, on Wednesday, the Saints officially designated Drew Brees to return from injured reserve. So now they have their – you know, three-week window for Breeze to be activated to the 53-man roster. If not, he's put on injured reserve for the whole season. I don't see that happening. I'm pretty sure they'll activate him in that three-week window. Ooh, I didn't know that. Ooh, yep. Came out on, there. Yes, on Wednesday. So, now that the Saints are the number two seed, though, in the NFC, and with the news about Drew Breeze being um, activated off the injured reserve, Adam, we want to know from you, start us off, man, should or – should they rush Drew Brees back or continue to roll with Taysom Hill? Uh, so definitely shouldn't rush Drew Brees back. Um, you know, he's obviously an old quarterback. It's kind of funny when Bleacher Report said it today that he was off IR and eligible to practice. It said a uh, lung slash many ribs. So uh, he, obviously he got really banged up out there, collapsed lung. It was, it was super tough for Brees. Um, I want to see my guy out there. You know, I'm almost to the point where, obviously, if Breeze doesn't come back, we're, we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Or we could maybe go with Taysom, but it'd be really hard to win it. And a lot of people call me crazy, but I kind of feel like the Saints might be on this Nick Foles eagle kind of trend right now. Breeze goes down, hurt, collapse long. If he doesn't come back this week, he's on IR. You know, can we win the Super Bowl without Breeze? Well, let's not act like Taysom Hill has been garbage, but let's also like not act like he's been great as well. Here's the thing as to why I'm positive coming out of the Eagles game. Yes, we got gashed by 200-yard rushers. Uh, rushers. Yes, we absolutely played like dog crap in the first half. We're absolutely flat. Uh, where was our offensive line? Where was our rushing attack? We got outplayed in all phases. But let's also not act like there was any point in that game where people actually counted New Orleans out once it was 17-14 to 14 with a big bomb to Emmanuel Sanders about 40 yards down the field from Taysom Hill. I know he missed another throw to Emmanuel Sanders kind of in, uh, in the corner of the end zone, and I felt like maybe, you know, Sanders could have laid out for that, but I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, this is where Breeze is the X factor. And to me, it was the first true test of, okay, Taysom, we need you to win this game. Basically, go be Drew Breeze. Well, Taysom Hill's not Drew Brees, and that's why the Saints lost. I do think the Saints have a good chance of obviously winning that game. We probably do with Drew in there. But it was a good day for the Eagles as well, man. But going back to rushing Drew back, uh, no, definitely not. Obviously, we do need him for the uh, for the Super Bowl run. You know, the veteran leadership. He can obviously read a defense, maybe, you know, the best in the NFL or one of the best, of course. So, but I want to see him come back healthy because I'm pretty nervous about him. You know, I mean, it, last year was the thumb, but this year we're talking about potential breathing problems. This is the core of his body where he's got to drop back, use his hips, turn his whole body, you know, extend, take those hits. I mean, he's almost going to be, like I said in an earlier episode, internally flinching. So definitely don't rush him back, but uh, the veterans got to get back, man, if we if we want to make the run for sure. And that's just being real as much as it hurts to say, because I know there's a possibility that he might not be effective when he comes back. So we'll yep. see. Yep. Yep. JT, what do you think? 
Um, yeah, I definitely think they need to rush him back by all means necessary. <laughs> okay. I mean, part of it is I'm being 90% selfish because I need him to come back for Kabara for fantasy, but that's a different story. Ah, but, that's the real reason, Adam. Don't be fooled. I but, know it, man. We, we, we all can't, you know, have a common goal. But, yeah, to, mention, to add on to what he was saying about the injury, I mean, it was real serious. What he had, what, 11 broken ribs and right. a, uh, collapsed lungs. So, I mean, it ain't about him being old. It's about, you know, can he survive a hit in that, exactly. you know, when he comes back. But here's the thing I worry about with the Saints. I disagree with you about – I think you were trying to say, like, oh, it's not like, you know, we're, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. I think about it this way. Taysom Hill has played four games, right? Mm-hmm. So look at these games that he's played. Two of them are against the Falcons. One, he played the Broncos with no quarterback, and then he played an actual team in the in the Eagles. So I'm gonna just throw out the two Falcons games because they're they're a sinking ship. That's one of the worst defenses in the league. He got them twice. Right. And the Denver game is gonna throw out all together. Taysom Hill, you guys will not win a Super Bowl if he's the quarterback. I just don't see it because that team is not built to come from behind if he's the guy. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if they were? Well, we're gonna find out this weekend if, if Taysom Hill starts. Can you imagine if the Chiefs go up by twenty-one? I, I can't imagine him getting them out of that hole with his arm. They need Drew Brees. This is why they brought him back. This is that last run. They that team is built for Drew Brees, Kamara, Michael Thomas with the short game, Emmanuel Sanders. They brought him in for Drew Brees. Like, they, I don't even think the Saints are running the full playbook with Taysom Hill in there, and I think that's right. gonna be detriment especially in the playoffs. And also this, you don't, I don't trust a guy who has never played quarterback extensively at the, at the NFL level when you're probably going to be playing on the road at the playoff at some point. You guys need to get Drew Brees back, get him some reps, get him comfortable because it's playoff time and this is it for him. If you guys don't want it this year, Drew Brees is gone. So why waste that time? You guys need to have him back as soon as you can. Well, I think we can all agree they need Drew Brees in the playoffs if they want to go where – they their goal is which is the super bowl right and i'm not a doctor but i think ribs need time to heal right so if he's not if he's not 100 percent right now why rush him i know you want to get him get some what of that rust NFL? Off. you are like the nfl is always like you know oh let's wait till he's 100 percent, guys before we bring him back on the field but that's not the name of the game he's not 25 <laughs> jt he's 41 not 25 you can put him in this weekend takes a hit he's done for his career he's yeah. done for the season could, then where are can, you they going they can save him for three Why? weeks he can no, come back take no. a hit and end his career it's football but but when you're when you're more rested and healthy less chance of injuries so why rush it this is what they should do adam i know this sounds crazy but this is what they should do you've lost the number one seat it's over it, that ain't like true. That ain't true. Adam, it's all Packers, listen. Rams, and Seahawks have very formidable schedules coming up. That in, is not in the Sa- true. Listen, the listen. Saints got to play the Chiefs. The Saints got to thank you. <laughs> I, right. I'm you sorry win. to say, Adam, even with Drew Brees, you lose that game. You lose that game. You, you need him. Forget the one seed. That's over. But it's okay. You can still win with a healthy Drew Brees. This is what they should do. All right. They put Jameis Winston in as the starter. They use Taysom Hill the way they used him with Drew Brees. He's more effective that way. In small doses. And Winston can throw the deep ball. Now, he's going to create some turnovers, but what quarterback doesn't at this point besides Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees? I mean, or Tom Brady. So he's more effective when he's coming in receiver, tight end, quarterback, wildcat, Winston out wide. 
now Hill has a little bit more grasp of the offense. He can even be more effective when he comes in for those plays because guess what? He can throw a pass. (laughs) Exactly, can throw a pass. And they're a much more dynamic offense that way because not only the Hill X factor, but now Jameis Winston is more, I can't believe I'm saying this because it's a Florida State quarterback, but he's more of a natural passer than Taysom Hill. And he's going to use all the weapons. And that'll buy you time to get to the playoffs, get Breeze 100%, and then and then do the damage in the playoffs. And this helps uh, Alvin Kamara for JT's fantasy team. Of course. Do, you uh, don't, it's okay if you don't agree, but I really think that's what they should do with Taysom Hill and Jameis for now. But Well, here's my thing is I, I heard it the other day is what is Jameis missing? Sean Payton, I mean, yeah, he might have questionable play calling, but Jameis isn't showing something. There's something there that they're not seeing with Jameis or Jameis would have got the start because even me as a diehard fan, I said, Jameis, I made a whole TikTok about it where I said the NFC South rides on Jameis Winston's shoulders until Drew Brees gets back. And the news breaks at Taysom starting and I immediately was happy because I know the guy wasn't excellent at BYU. He was still formidable. I know he had a couple season-ending injuries, but I've seen the way he can be explosive, and I feel like the NFL is different. Of course, they hit harder, but you've got a guy like Sean Payton who is basically boy genius at this point, sometimes obviously pisses people off with his play calling, but there's got to be something there that Jameis isn't showing. I love the point that you made, obviously, Don, with that because – you know, Taysom would feel more effective in that plug-and-play role, but that's obviously what he's been in the NFL for three years. The guy's played four games. He's played three consecutive road games and only lost one by three points. You bring up a good point. I think – go, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you do no, bring you up a good point. There's obviously something there that we don't see, but at the same time then I'm like, Sean Payton maybe a little bit is on the coaching staff. Why is yeah. Winston not up to speed yet? But right. there, there is know. something that's there that you do see. It's that price tag. They extended Taysom Hill, so they want to get precisely. And Taysom's been the two all year on the depth chart. All year, Taysom has been the number two quarterback on the depth chart. Money talks, Maybe time to change. Drew Brees, broken <laughs> ribs and all. If he can, if he can <laughs> practice without discomfort, he will be suiting up on Sunday against the Chiefs. Don't do it, Drew. Oh, yeah. And this is look, man. This is the thing. Brees beat that thumb injury, man. Beat that thumb injury by I think like two to three weeks or something like that. This is the game that Breeze had circled on his calendar. If he hasn't came back early, part of me wants to think, why wouldn't my quarterback be there? But also at the same time, man, it's ribs. I mean, you got to think you're bent over to take the snap. You're you're dropping back. You're you're pivoting with your hips, throwing, turning. If you get hit, I mean, anything, man, on the run, moving. I mean, coughing, sneezing, breathing, bending up. Ribs are everything. It's the foundation of your body. And the dude's 41, he's short, and he's little. That, In my opinion, let me tell you something. Big Ben takes that sack, and he doesn't get hurt. Drew Brees is little. That's why when Cesar Ruiz blew that block, that's why Street was able to come and sack Brees, and Brees is so small, he basically got sandwiched between the player and the field. So I do want Brees to be completely healthy, obviously, before he gets back underneath center for us. All right. Well, before we go to the next topic, uh, yes or no real quick. Breeze playing this week. Don, yes or no? No. Adam? Yes. All right, cool. There you have it. Concise answers. So let's go go to something that the Saints quarterbacks don't have to worry about, and that's the MVP race. So with three games remaining in the regular season, let's have some fun and revisit the MVP conversation. With what is starting to shape up as really a two-person race, the last three games of the season might actually determine the winner. So, who is the league MVP if the season were to end today? Is it Mahomes or is it Aaron Rodgers? 
Uh, I got to say Mahomes because they're pretty neck and neck. Uh, I don't know if 400 yards or maybe a few more touchdowns would necessarily give you what, uh, you know, would give you an MVP. I, you know, maybe it has in the past, but in my opinion, you know, a small margin of lead like that shouldn't necessarily do it. Um, the Chiefs have lost one game uh, with the Packers three. Uh, the Packers got beat by a bad Vikings team. Obviously, that Vikings team was rolling before they just lost to the Bucs. Um, but I think it's got to be Mahomes. You know, you're going to look at the quarterback, and then you're going to look at what they've done for their team. But don't be surprised. And I said this earlier today, and it, it really clicked with me as soon as I said it. Let's not like Aaron Rodgers hasn't been – let's not act like Aaron Rodgers hasn't been in the NFL for, what, like 15 years now, 14 years, something like that. He's He's been in the NFL for a while. I know he's on the bench for a minute, and then he got a start in time. But Aaron Rodgers, the fan base runs deep. The fan base runs really, really deep. And I feel like with him being in the NFL for so long, all the hype he's had around him, he kind of fell off, wasn't necessarily the bad man himself until this year again. People are going to get really hype on that. And just that deep fan base and just a lot of those Aaron Rodgers fanboys that potentially wanted to call him, you know, the greatest we've ever seen do it physically, that could push up towards him because he does have more yards. He does have more touchdowns. He just doesn't have the record right now. But they are the number one seed. So it could go either way. I would vote Mahomes, though. No question. How about you, Don? Am I allowed to say Russ? No. Nah, because he's cooking. <laughs> Russ been ordering takeout for about a month now, so listen, nah, not in listen, my, listen, <laughs> listen. I love takeout. Yeah, Russ's kitchen has been Russ, shut down, bro. For real, love, health hey, code violation. I, he is no longer the chef. I I love takeout. I listen. I still I still got Russ, but of the two of the two, I I was with you for a second, Adam. When when we were when we got this question and and looking up the info, but I switched. After thinking about it, it's A-Rod, and I'll tell you why. League leader in touchdowns, 39. That's insane, 39 to four interceptions. All right, still got three games to go. Okay, and, but but the question is right now. So right, 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 right. now, if it ended today, because you're right, we we don't know what Mahomes can do. Right, he can throw for six Especially touchdowns against the Saints after what Jalen Hurts did. We don't know what can happen. Ooh, Adam, I didn't go that far. Adam, I didn't go that far. <laughs> but listen, he got thirty nine touchdowns. Kick in the chin, bro. That ain't gonna happen on Sunday. <laughs> League leader in touchdowns. All right, he beat Tom Brady. Don't forget, they're ten and three. I know the Chiefs are twelve and one, but the Packers, I think, are the number one seed in the NFC right now. They're the number one team. Yeah. They're the league leader, that offense, in points. 410 team points. That's more than the Chiefs. All yeah. right. Then these are the other two, which I think separates him. You take each of those QBs away from their teams. Obviously, they're not the same. But you take away Mahomes from the Chiefs. You put in like a Ben. Hey, they're still going to be all right. You you take away Aaron Rodgers and you put any other QB besides like Mahomes and maybe one or two other guys on the Packers, completely different. They're probably Three. right where the Vikings are, seven and six, six and seven. Could you imagine Kirk Cousins throwing the MVS <laughs> and them trying to get the number one seed? <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly, exactly. And the less weapons. Alan Lazard's been hurt. Jones has been hurt a little bit. Devontae Adams, JT knows all about with fantasy. He's been hurt. Listen, Mahomes has Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, two running backs in the backfield, and the mind of Andy Reid in the enemy. I'm right now. And a guy that's not even a good football player that might be the second fastest guy in the league in Hardman. <laughs> Nobody Hardman. can cover. And, and hey, I say Rob Miko Hardman, man, he's a speedster out of Georgia. And Robinson's got some speed too. Sammy exactly. Watkins got Le'Veon speed. Bell, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So, yep. So that is why I switched, and and I think it is Aaron Rodgers. 
I, love it. I agree with you. I think it's A Rod too. And we don't we don't compare anything before the show because I don't want him to steal anything. I literally had this written down. If you swap Mahomes and Rodgers, are the Packers the best team in the NFL? And it's like, I don't think so because I think Rodgers, like for what you mentioned, he's older. That team doesn't turn the ball over. And I think the degree of difficulty for what Rodgers has done is much harder than what Mahomes has to go through. Just for what you mentioned, Don, best coaching staff on offense, maybe in the league with Andy Reid and Bietami. Best weapons by far. Travis Kelsey is a tight end, and he's leading the league in receiving yards. You got Tyree Kill, the fastest man in pads. Nobody can cover one-on-one. And then they got all these ancillary pieces where you can't cover them either. So Mahomes is playing out of his mind, but Rodgers is basically doing it with one guy. Like, I don't understand why when people play the Packers, they don't just triple-team Devontae Adams. That's literally the only weapon he has, and, and he's still leading the league in touchdown passes, and he's having an MVP season. And he's old. This is what Tom Brady was supposed to do in Tampa. This is exactly <laughs> what they thought he was going to do. And Brady has more weapons in Tampa than Rodgers does in Green Bay, and they're still the best team in NFC. I feel like if Mahomes wins this, it will be because this is what the NFL wants because he is the young face. But there's no way he should be ahead of Rodgers right now just based on how neck and neck they are. Both the teams are in first place, but it's way, way more difficult than the way Rodgers is doing it. Right. I love it, man. Hey, I, I, I'm a, I, I take y'all side. I'm flipping Aaron Rodgers, too. We'll go Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> man. We feel bad now. We feel bad. We feel bad now. That's actually <laughs> no. a compliment. You made really good points. Y'all made excellent points there. And, I mean, when you put it in that perspective, it's, I mean, how can you argue that? And he's leading you in numbers, too. Like, and you want to know what's crazy? Do you know who's dead last in the NFL in red zone percentage? Probably the Chiefs. They are. Kansas City can't <laughs> score can't inside the 20. The but they can score from the 20 on the other side of the field. They are the best That's at cheap a- touchdowns and deep shots. Everybody knows that. Mahomes himself even said it. I mean, look, Mahomes has thrown for like 340 yards a game in his career. Fastest That's- ever to 100 touchdown passes, I think. Fastest ever to 10,000. Like, my guy Dribble I just had on the show, he made a prediction. It was actually pretty cool. He said, in 2035, Patrick Mahomes will have 700 touchdown passes. I was, like, crazy. Wow. I was That's like, crazy. I mean, I love the boldness because Mahomes is a freak. I was like, but he'll have to – He'll have to not miss a beat for his whole career. So, I mean, you, I mean, I know he's slinging them now, but kid's young, man. Super young guy. Yep. You know what's funny about what you just said about the Chiefs being the worst in the red zone? I feel like every game I've watched they play, when they get down to the red zone, they always try to get cute with these little, like, misdirection little shovel plays. passes. Yeah, like, it's just, yo, know, you have a first-round running back. Just run the ball. Just right. go to, just go took, to Travis Kelsey. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, man. Yeah. Just throw it to Kelsey. Get him oh, maxed up. I can't move anybody. Get him, you forget get him. about Sammy Watkins, too. Sammy Watkins is still very respectable, and everybody tripped when the Chiefs paid him that much. I was like, but he's still good. Like, Ooh, we gonna talk he's about still balls for that team. He might not be that <laughs> dude. I mean, of course, that's Tyreek, but, like, don't sleep on Sammy Watkins. We know who he was. We, I think I think he still is. He's still a very respectable guy. That That's a great red zone stat you bring up, Adam. And let, So let's stay with the Chiefs, all right? So heading into week 15 of the NFL – We mentioned the Packers are now the number one seed in the NFC, but there are still plenty of contenders uh, that can end up in Tampa for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. With the AFC, though, even though it was a great Monday night game, so things are getting interesting now in the AFC, but with the AFC, it's starting to become a different story than the NFC because Kansas City Chiefs, as we mentioned. Of course. They've overtaken my Steelers for the number one seed in the AFC and appear to be headed back to the Super Bowl. Now, 
Is there anyone in your in your eyes in the AFC that is an actual threat to Kansas City not getting back to the Super Bowl? Um, maybe the Dolphins, maybe, but that's just because of the recent game. I mean, maybe because of the defense, you know, maybe. Um, not gonna say the Bills. The Bills would have the best offensive chance, but we know Kansas City's the best offense in the NFL. Uh, Kansas City can't defend the run, but the Bills can't run the ball either. So I mean, you kind of don't have an advantage there. Um, could Josh Allen maybe win a shootout with Mahomes? Maybe, but uh, I mean, I'm gonna put my money on Mahomes all day. So. And, you know, let's not write off the Steelers because they've lost two in a row and they've had an easy schedule. You know, they've played who they've had in front of them and they have the stats that they do with the defense. If they did want to get, I mean, look at how the Raiders were able to give a Chiefs to run for their money twice and take the money from them one time to give them the L. They were able to pressure Mahomes. I want to say Mahomes dropped back like 48 times that game. The, the Raiders got like 25, 26 pressures on him, and that's why Mahomes got rattled, and that's why he was not able to throw himself back into that game because he had the pressure on him. If the Steelers could get the offense back right, I mean, I think the Steelers can go to the Super Bowl. Yes, will they? No, I don't think they will go, but they can go. When you have a defense like that, I think you can move in the playoffs. And uh, let's, let's not act like they don't lead the league in sacks. Let's not act like they don't have T.J. Watt. You know, let's let's not act like this defense is not, you know, arguably the best defense in the NFL. So, I mean, if there's one team that I would have to think, okay, if everyone's playing on their best day, offense and defense, who would it be? I would probably take the Dolphins or the Steelers. Because I just the Bills just don't have the defense, and the only weakness really of the Chiefs is their top five in passing defense. They're like bottom five, I want to say, in rush defense. So, I mean, if you can run the ball on them, which – Pittsburgh kind of can't do, but you know, get the pressure. You you got to get something. The Chiefs are hard to rattle. You got to get something on them, and I think the most effective out of all of those is putting pressure on your best player. You know, on the field. So, yeah, man. JT, what do you think? It's so funny you brought up the Dolphins. They were like living in like prisoner of the moment type of situation. But I'm gonna throw them out because they all of a sudden everybody on the Dolphins is hurt now. So we wouldn't even right. put up points with them. Davian it's Howard fun- and who? I know, right? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny because. <laughs> It's too bad this team's not in the playoff race because it's – I don't know why, but for some reason the Denver Broncos always gives Mahomes like a little they bit of They do. Trouble. Like that's the one team – I don't know what it is. Like Vic Fangio can't coach, but that's the one thing he can do is give Mahomes issues. Didn't they just only beat them by like six a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly, exactly, man. But all joking aside, I'm going to say no. There's not another team in the AFC right. that can hang with them, and I'm going to tell you why. Every team that you name has a deficiency that falls in the favor of the Chiefs. You want to talk about the Bills. You already mentioned that their defense can't stop anybody. It's a shell <laughs> If your defense can't stop the Chiefs, year, dude. No, no lead is safe. Ask the Texans from last year. Yeah. You want to talk about running the ball in December. Only team that can really do that in the AFC is the Titans with Derrick Henry. But guess what? They can't stop anybody else on defense. So guess what? Once the Chiefs go up by 21, Derrick Henry's going to be on the sideline for the rest of the game. Steelers, Donato, we've talked about this offline. You, you, you were the one that brought this up to me. You guys are done. Like, I don't know if they'll win another game. I hope if they can't wow. beat they, they got Cincinnati. They got Cincy, but also, you know, you thought you had Washington. So I, I don't know. It's it's just I, I told you that game was going to be difficult because of their front four. Cincinnati doesn't have the defense to stop the Steelers and stranger things have happened. That's true. But, that's that's right. But I but I, but I agree with you. I do think the Steelers. Lineman. I do. I think the Steelers are done. Who else in the AFC 
do is up there with them to contend. Like this yeah. is why Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP because the NFC is loaded. The AFC is just yeah. The NFC is so loaded. Literally, this is the AFC playoff picture. How how much can the Chiefs screw up in the first half of a playoff game before they just come back like they did last year? It's going to be worse than last year. There's no team in the AFC that can catch them. Dolphins had a shot, but they're just too banged up now. Yeah. So, JT, I, I think your first answer at the beginning was basically mine. Like, no, we should go on to the next question. But you know me. On I the can't. Cincinnati? I, I, yeah, but I can't go that <laughs> right, cool. yeah. Not so fast. Not so fast because you know me. I got to talk. Listen, I don't think anyone in the NFC, maybe outside of Seattle, is an actual threat. Like, and I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry, Adam. Like an actual threat because we not saw, even not even not even the team that you said was the best team in the NFL about four weeks ago. The Rams. I. You know what? I take that I, back. I, Seattle. I Seattle and the Rams. They do have legit chances. And, and I'll yeah, tell Rams you are top three in offense and defense. They are. And and I'll tell you why. I I think that because we saw it in the Super Bowl when the chips were down, it looked like. The Chiefs were done. They're finally playing a team that's running, that can Mahomes run. played the worst game of his career and still won a championship. In the first, MVP. Exactly. First two <laughs> quarters, they're down double-digit points. They win by double digits. Like, what can you do to beat this team when it really counts? I don't know. In the AFC, an actual threat, I don't think. If there's one team that can pull off that upset, it would be this year with Baltimore. They always, besides the Monday night game, they always play teams, whether it's the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and even the Kansas City Chiefs before that Monday night game. They always play teams tough. Those first two games by Patrick Mahomes against Baltimore, he probably should have lost them both. The first time in Kansas City, he made that ridiculous, what was it, like third and long, fourth and long, no look, 40-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. The game was over. Baltimore was going to win that. So if there's one team that can do it, it's John Harbaugh and his Ravens because they can play defense, play physical. They can slow down Kansas City. And if they get their running game going, like Adam said, Chiefs can't stop it the way they once could. Nope. If they get it going like they did against Cleveland, that offense (laughs) in Lamar – you laugh, but then when I say, I oh, Miles, but then you always bring up Miles Garrett, the best defensive player in the world. I said well, that. Where was he against Lamar Jackson? I said that. You, you've said that, yes. No. All right, don't, don't try to <laughs> go, not. Go, go back and get the tape. But, but here's the thing. I actually did want to pick the Ravens, but that Monday night game is in my mind because there's two things. Right, you cannot erase how badly they got blown off them. The game was over at halftime. I didn't even watch the rest of that game. But Cleveland here, here, here's two different here's two things other I saw. Team. Two things I saw in that Monday night game with that Ravens defense to let me know they ain't not ready for Kansas City is. One, they out of shape. They was tired. Everybody was on the sideline huffing and puffing. They've had COVID. The Browns. They had COVID for two weeks, like 20 of their guys. That, and that could be an issue, too. And okay. also, too, another thing I never thought I would say about a Baltimore Ravens team, and I saw it the first time they played the Chiefs, they can't rush the passer. Go, go look at their games. They they usually have a dominant pass rusher, and those defenses in the past that you've talked about, they could get to the quarterback. They're not doing that this year. What's crazy I is Baltimore's got some it. dudes on that front four. They can they can hit, and they can they're good. Like they they're good run stoppers. But I just you need guys that could get to Mahomes. Like you need a yeah, you got to get home, man. Rusher. 
They can get I'm, to I'm him. telling you, dude, and act like New Orleans can't rush the passer. I know we just goose egged on some tack on some sacks. Y'all that could, was the kick in the chin, man. You guys could have rushed the passer. Because that's what the Chiefs are about to get on Sunday is a kick in the chin. Are gonna be like, damn, oh, we could actually lose. We're gonna see these guys in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, bro. Trey Hendrickson's gonna get home. Mario's gonna get home. Cam is gonna get home. Rankins is gonna be there. Davenport. I'm telling you, dude, you put pressure on Mahomes. And he starts to become a little bit ineffective. A little I bit of armor. I will say this, though. On paper, you should be right. But one thing I will say about Patrick Mahomes, he has got the best dad bod athleticism I've ever seen. Because I'm he saying. Don't, he, don't, he, don't, he don't. He's not fast. Like, you look at the 40, he's like a 4'8 guy. He don't look like he's like Lamar, where he's like a ripped up freak. But he just keeps falling backwards, scrambling around. And these, these freakish defensive athletes can't get to him, man. I'm telling you what, man. Hey, I'm going. I'm gonna get his trainer. I I believe we can get a shot in the NFL. Right. Yeah, Adam, Mahomes is I, definitely a uh, special kid. No question. Adam, for for selfish reasons, I hope your Saints prove me wrong this weekend. I try right. hope. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're talking about quarterbacks. Uh, it's great when you have a good one, but terrible when you don't. <laughs> so let's talk about franchise quarterbacks. So the draft will be quarterback heavy with talent this spring. Lightly quarterbacks to declare for the draft are everyone knows Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and even Zach Wilson at BYU. So what I want to do is focus on three particular teams that won't be picking at the top of the next draft, but there are some questions as to whether they have their franchise quarterback already on the roster. So we're talking about in particular Washington, the Detroit Lions, and the Giants. Should those teams spend an early draft pick on a possible franchise quarterback in the next draft? Um, so I'll start with Washington because obviously they're probably playing the best out of most teams, or you know, rather those teams. You said you said Washington, the Giants, and, and the Lions. Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely going to throw the Lions out. I don't. I for some reason they still believe in Matthew Stafford. Um, so I'm not saying the guy's bad, obviously, but you know, you eventually get to a point where okay, you know, are are we going to win this thing? Are we going to get a playoff victory eventually, you know? So I, I think they still believe in Matthew Stafford. Um, call me crazy, but I still think Alex Smith has got some juice in him, man. I think Washington is probably going to try to ride with him. I know they got Dwayne Haskins, obviously. And then I want to say even isn't like, isn't Case Keenum or something like a backup for them or something like that? Or did he leave? I, I don't know, man. But I know they got Alex Smith. He's obviously- I think Case, you know, I think Case Keenum's in yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. He's Kyle, Kyle okay. Allen, I think, is, is the He did pretty yep. good this year. Kyle, yeah. There we go, Kyle Allen. So Kyle Allen is obviously, you know, he's not great. But, like, I think they have enough in the quarterback room. I'm going to definitely say that the Giants got to go grab somebody. I know Daniel Jones isn't garbage, but I was never sold on Daniel Jones in college when the Giants picked him. I mean, we all saw the <laughs> meme of the guy that was like, what the hell did my team just pick? We were I was like, <laughs> it's like, who is Daniel Jones? Like, oh, he looks like Eli Manning, and he played for a college that wears blue. Aha, uh-huh. okay, that's why we're going to go get him. But, like, it just it didn't make any sense to me, man. You look at the talent that's coming up. Obviously, the Giants aren't going to have a super high pick. You know, they've got some wins, but they could definitely go get a quarterback in this draft because I just don't think Daniel Jones is the guy. Uh, and the Giants potentially, you know, are starting to maybe turn the corner, play some good football now. It's obviously too late. The win against the Seahawks, which if you kind of look at that, Seattle was due for a win like that, and everyone said it wasn't that big of a deal. And, you know, maybe it wasn't, but I kind of always saw Seattle kind of being soft in that aspect where they could maybe get bullied and pushed around like a team, you know, like the Giants did. And they were able to blanket the coverage. Russell Wilson came out and was flat. And I mean, 
Hell, they put up 12 points on a Giants team. They did something right. So I think if you want to give the Giants more of a chance, make the fans happy, go get another quarterback. Who cares if you're drafted two quarterbacks in the guard? Look at what the Cardinals just did. They had Josh Rosen, took him. See ya. We're going to bring in Cliff Kingsbury. We're going to get crapped on for bringing him in. And we're going to draft a quarterback that's like maybe the shortest in NFL history. We're going to bring him in too. And obviously the Cardinals have taken a step back, but they have some sort of success. Giants, I definitely think, need to go get a quarterback this year. No question. So, Adam, I think you've been initiated onto the show now, which is a good thing. Like, this a yeah. compliment how, how we kind of got you to switch from Mahomes to Rodgers. And here, I disagree. The one thing I agree – well, let me start with the Lions real quick. No, they should keep Stafford. They have their right. franchise quarterback. Get him help and get him a coaching staff. He had exactly. Jim Caldwell, and you ruined that by firing Jim Caldwell. I totally disagreed with that move at the time, and I still do. And just get Stafford help. He's still the man. 33 years old, he'll be fine. They're not going to be able to move on from him. Too much of a dead cap hit. Um, now, the Giants, this is where I disagree, Adam. The Giants have some really good pieces in place. But they need to continue to build that offensive line. They're going to get right now. They're scheduled between like a 10 to 11 pick in the first round unless they somehow win the division now. So you can get – there's some really good linemen in, in this draft, at least at the top. You can get some of those guys to create holes for Saquon because he wasn't running anywhere. So even if you had John Elway back there, Saquon still had no running lanes to run. You could but bring he only played Bills. against the Steelers, though, so that wasn't fair. He played against the Steelers and the Bears. Like that's literally the two best run defenses in the league. Okay, yeah. okay, but again, and so it's, it's not like he played the whole season. We knew like, all right, the line is an issue because Wayne Gallman is killing it right now. I could imagine what Saquon would have done if, if he would have made it through the whole season. But you have a front four with Washington that is young, and they're going to continue to get after the quarterback. So, do you want your quarterback and running back healthy, or do you want a stud? quarterback that's going to be on his back all day no yes i don't want chase young to turn daniel jones into Derek, Derek david Carr. <laughs> all right so yeah. there you go plus this is the other thing the giants believe in him just like adam you said well there must be something we don't know about Jameis. well guess what maybe there is something that joe judge i don't know if this is true or not because he didn't draft them but he wasn't the coach at the time but maybe there is something there that joe judge is like i can win with this guy let me continue to build my special teams, my defense, offensive line, and get him a little bit more help at the receiver position. And maybe it's a whole different Daniel Jones. Look at what Sean McVay did for Jared Goff. All right. So, so Daniel Jones is not done, but Washington, you got to get a quarterback. If they had a franchise quarterback this year, can you imagine what their record would be? They're what, six and seven? They'd easily be eight and five, in my opinion, I if they had more. Or more. They need to win out. I always tell JT this, Adam. Defenses in the NFL don't last anymore. So when you have a front four the way you do with Washington, you need to win now. Look at yep. Jacksonville. They had such a great – and it was a pretty young defense, right? They fizzled. They had one year. And guess who they had that one year? Blake Bortles, and they got screwed. So go get your quarterback, whether that's Zach Wilson, Trey Lance at that spot, Mac Jones – Go get your quarterback, and you will now control the NFC East for, for years because Dallas's defense stinks, even if that comes back. Yeah. Uh, I disagree with 
both of you on all accounts. And I'll start with the Lions. Well, first of all, I disagree with you on all these teams because you kind of alluded to it. All three of these teams, the people that are in charge right now didn't pick these guys. So that's always a risk that you're going to be gone. I'll start with the Lions. We talked about this, I want to say, at the end of last year. It's time for Matthew Stafford to go. And for selfish reasons, I kind of want him to go to a team that they can actually use what he can still do. But you look at Stafford, he's getting older, and he's, he's 33. He's 33. Breeze plays till 41. Here's he's the thing, not, though. He could have Stafford, years left. Stafford is, is having, I said this last year, he's starting to have injuries that you normally don't see a quarterback have, and he's getting older. Last year, what, broke his back and ended the season on IR. I don't want my quarterback that's old having a broken back on his injury resume. And then he's still out there playing reckless, the Green Bay game, taking dumb chances, trying to slide between two 350-pound linemen. Now he's got damaged rib cartilage. He is old and brittle, but here's the thing. You're going to be stuck in that, that purgatory. It's like, yeah, we have Matthew Stafford. He's good. But how much better can we get with him? Get a guy that's younger, get him in there and develop and start to turn this thing around. I think it's time to end the Stafford era. Can I ask you a question then, JT? They do it every time from the Joey Harringtons now to Stafford. You know what the problem is? Maybe it's It's not quarterback. (laughs) Maybe it's you don't have everything around them. Get this guy pieces. Everyone thinks it's greener on the other side. Go ask the Chargers. They got rid of Drew Brees because they had a young Phillip Rivers. Nothing against Phillip Rivers, but I bet you if the Chargers look back at that, they wish they would have kept Drew Brees and brought the pieces in in the right coaches for him. I get what you're saying, but if I were Matthew Stafford, I would call BS and say, you know what? I think the grass is greener on the Heinz Field side, or if I well, go to an, or in Foxborough, not, like I think the I think not, the grass is greener. He'll go to a contender. We're not talking about player perspective. This is from the team perspective. Yeah, from the team. I just think they need to start over. Washington, I definitely think they need a quarterback because Dwayne Haskins ain't it. Um, I don't even think he should be in the CFL. He's just not NFL quarterback. Alex Smith, great story. So glad to see him on the field. But also, I'm also scared anytime he takes a hit. And now he's hurt with the calf strain. And I was I was listening to like um like a like a pro doctor, and he was saying that the reason why that's so risky for him is because of his his injury. He doesn't have much calf muscle left to strain in the first place. So the Alex Smith that road is, is always gonna be oh my it, god, that's it, crazy. It's always gonna be a short road anyway. It's a stopgap. And Kyle Allen ain't the answer. We saw it in Carolina. Like you said, you you and we talked about this. Oddly, before we came up with this topic, that Washington front four, like how many of those guys are under contract and to what year? Like at what point are like the fifth year options are going to start coming in? And you always make a great point about defenses don't last long in the NFL. This is a great defense. They're young. Get a damn quarterback. Now for the Giants, absolutely they need to get a quarterback because Daniel Jones is like a villain in a Scooby-Doo episode. I guarantee you if you took off Daniel Jones mask, you find that it was Mitch Trubisky under there because that's exactly who he looks like. And NFL knows it. We know it. He's a turnover machine. Turnover machine. And it's gotten worse. Like, they have not fixed him. I don't know what he was doing at Duke, but that cut that Cutcliffe thing ain't working. So can't have a quarterback that's turning over the ball. He's not getting better. He's not it. You're not going to win with him. Just get a new player. Hmm. Interesting. 
That that's interesting. So let's let's since we're talking about certain players and how maybe they're not as good, we've talked about really good ones and not so good ones. So let's discuss. And I must admit, JT, this was my topic, and there's a reason why I bring it up because I saw a specific play that made me think of this topic. I want to discuss current veteran NFL players that haven't been busts in their career, okay? Like not even close, uh, not like a Ryan Leaf. Like they've produced, they've actually been really good, maybe have made a Pro Bowl here or there, but they've overall just truly disappointed or they haven't lived up to like that great hype, that potential, what we want from them. So I know JT, JT, you can go first. This, no, 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 no. I just want to ask the you guests go. But you seem chomp, you seem to be chomping at the bit here. No, no, no. I just want to ask you a question because I didn't know that's why you're asking this. I didn't know that's why you wanted to talk about this. Can I guess the player that made you think about this? Sure. Is it Mercedes Lewis? Oh no, no, it okay, is not. Okay, no, no, right. not. He he hasn't had quite a good career to well, not a very successful career to begin with. A good career. But do you want to go first, JT? You no, seem to no, be no, okay, no. okay. So Adam. Let's, let's let let's let the guests go. Adam, who do you got as the one veteran currently that we wanted a little bit more from? Uh ironically, Matthew Stafford. Honestly, really, okay. it would be Matthew Stafford. Um, and I understand the hype around him. You know, he's a great quarterback in college, and he's been a good quarterback for most of his NFL career. But doesn't he only have one playoff win, if I'm not mistaken? Isn't it one? Hasn't Detroit only won one playoff game since, like, I, 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 I don't did, remember. They did, not, like, they did not win. They did not win it. Th there you go. Okay, so Matthew Stafford doesn't even have a playoff win. And, you know, you look at guys like, you know, or maybe even a better one potentially, but he didn't underperform, but he should have had a Super Bowl. So that's kind of going to be to preface this, but maybe Tony Gonzalez, you know, greatest tight end of all time, definitely overachieved, but he just never got what he wanted, obviously in the playoffs and the Super Bowl or anything like that. But if we're talking about a current veteran, I feel like I would have to say Matthew Stafford. And that's why I do feel like it is time for the Lions to move off, but I know realistically that the Lions aren't going to move off him yet because they still feel like that. He's that guy. I mean, Matthew Stafford isn't terrible. We've seen flashes of greatness from Matthew Stafford, and we've also seen a lot of 4-12, and 5-11, and 6-10 and 10 seasons with Matthew Stafford as well. And obviously that's coaching, and, you know, obviously that's what is around him. But, I mean, if everybody – in my opinion, the hype that is put towards Matthew Stafford and the energy that people put towards him, I just don't think he's ever necessarily lived up to that. And that would definitely be the person that comes to the top of mind. I'm glad we kind of segue in perfectly off of that because I was sitting here thinking, you know, I was going back and forth between a few. And then I was like, well, Matt Stafford actually is really a guy that's top of mind that you want to talk about. Like I said, bunch of hype. I feel like people put him a lot better than he really is. And he's a good quarterback, but I would want more out of him from the energy and the hype that people bring to Matthew Stafford. Definitely. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that that's definitely one that people think of for sure. Uh, JT, who who do you got? This was such a tough question. Because it was. This was the most interesting question I've ever had on a show. I was like, these. I was like, okay, couple stipulations. I was like, let's go. Let, let's see who's not a bust, but we want more from them. I had a whole list of guys, but I mean, these are busts. I mean, Sammy Watkins just comes to mind because he's okay. had some. And not, not quite a bust. Yeah, not I mean, quite a bust. Yeah. I mean, he had, he had one good year in Buffalo, but he's just been hurt. And now I think he's just in like paycheck collection mode at his point of his career. He's making that money. He making yeah, that yeah, money. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, he paid him well. I was thinking about just first round picks. Nelson Aguilar is another guy. Like, I remember he was like a high pick when he came out of USC. Didn't really 
do it in Philly, but he wasn't as bad as like the Philly fans made him out to be. Like he had some really good moments, and then you, like right. you look at him in Oakland. I mean, not Oakland in Vegas. Like he's he's doing good, but he's you know he's not like that guy that you thought he would be. I guess I'd put him on that list. Stafford, I would probably be probably be one of the top ones. I feel like James Conner is kind of too tough to poke at. Hell, maybe thought. Juju Smith-Schuster, honestly, now that you bring whoa, up the Steelers. Whoa, bro. whoa, whoa. Keep <laughs> <laughs> well, on talking about my they, Saints, boy. I'm no, coming. No. <laughs> no. Well, well, I think with Juju and James Conner, they're still on their rookie contract. Yeah, they're still on their rookie uh, Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is pretty is an easy target. I Jeez. Mean, who would have thought he'd come up twice on this show? I know, right? He's he's, he's in year twenty, probably. Like I, <laughs> we saw him play in the Packers game what, last week, and we're like, damn, he's still he's still collecting checks. I did not know that. I would; those are guys that I would go with, but I think Stafford is is the is the play. That's the that's the right answer. All right, so I have my main one, but when I was thinking about this, three other guys came to mind. So I'm going to list their names, and you guys tell me yes or no. Jordan Reed, Adam, you go first. Uh, yes, yes. Well, I mean, what were your expectations of Jordan Reed coming into the league, though? Well, the hype once he got going of, hey, he's the next great tight end, right? Yeah, he, right. He's being yeah. taken right after Gronk in fantasy. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with you on that one. Okay. Just because I don't think he was, like, that hyped. Okay. I, right. I looked at it as once he got in the NFL, all this buzz, like Josh Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. No one really, you know what I mean? Like uh, once he got right there, there <laughs> once he got in the league, then it was like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. Uh, Kevin White. Uh, See, I wanted, to, I wanted to pick him too, but I was like, well, he just sucked from the beginning. so He's out of the league. <laughs> but everyone always talked about, oh, this is the year, right? This is the year. Mitch to Kevin White. Like, hurt. It hurt. Never worked. Right. Yeah, I would say I would say yes for that. You wanted to see more out of him for sure. And like JT just said, being hurt. Brashad Perriman. Oh no. yeah. No. I would say yeah, in a way. Yeah, because I agree he with might that. have been a first round no. bust, but he was a I mean, when he went to the he plays for the Jets now, right? Yeah. I was like, there's Sam Darnold's wide receiver one right there. I was like, cause he's never had one. And then uh, you know, so I think someone asked me, it was like, you know who would be your biggest sleeper wide receiver one for a team? And I was like, oh, Brashad Perriman all day and twice on Sunday, bro. Like Sam Darnold's formidable, and now he's got a wide receiver one. Like, let's see what he does. Can't win a game. But <laughs> but JT, you say no? He's no, because not on the list? I'm a UCF guy. I was shocked <laughs> that he went that in the draft. But see, that's what he, that's my what he did, what he had, he had, he had that, that fast 40 time, but he's been hurt the entire time he's in exactly. the league. I didn't expect okay. much durability, bro. I'll give you the injury part, but that's my whole point with this is that, yeah, you may see it as ah, I saw him at UCF. No, but the general buzz that you always get from fans and even like analysts on television is, all right, this is breakout game. This is breakout year. Like Adam said, oh, now he's going to the Jets. Now he's got an offense that throws and it still never pans out. But I'll give you the injuries. I, Let me, I, I'll give you that. for him. I'll, I'll give you three more. You guys, yes or no, really quick. Ted Ginn Jr. Superstar at Ohio no, State. I feel like he's been good. I, I mean, like he's never been, been that though? guy to necessarily like. Yeah, he could take the top off in his best days. But I'm, like, was he ever really like that dude? He was just he was like a speedster, you know. In my opinion, anyway. I'm gonna say no because because we knew what the expectation should have been. The Dolphins ruined it by taking him too high. Right, yeah, phenomenal ball. punt returner in the top ten. <laughs> oh, I, I loved him in New Orleans. I was like, man, he's got speed. Like, you know, let's do it. So, yep. 
Dolphins just took them too early. That right. was the problem. This is this might not be an easy answer. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Think about the hype and think about where his career has been. And so considering how his career has went, do I wish I would have seen more out of him? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, 15-1 and one MVP. I know the whole nobody's done it since Kurt Warner winning MVP in the same year and winning the Super Bowl, but these guys went 15-1. and one. I mean, Cam Newton was a baller that year, dude. And obviously to be able to get rolled over like that, you know, with the Broncos defense only put up 10 in the Super Bowl. So I, I'd have to say, yeah, for me, from Cam, look what he did in college. I'm, I'm going to say. Multiple champion, Heisman winner, number one overall pick, the comebacks he had. Like, um, yeah, man, definitely Cam I, up there. Damn, I'd probably put him over Stafford, honestly. I'm gonna yeah, say honestly. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no because he's never had that weapon. He's never right. had that offensive minded coach. Ron Rivera, really good coach, defensive minded. Bill Belichick, really good defensive coach and coach in general, but defensive, not right. offensive. Never had that true, true. He never even had a guy like Bashard Perriman to throw to to be exactly with. like he would love to have had a Perriman, believe it or not. Like, did Cam Newton even throw to uh, – didn't Cam Newton throw to Steve Smith for a little bit? No? He, yeah. he did. He did. Okay, but yeah. Did. So but you could argue, like, that was maybe his guy. And, like, maybe and, Devin Funches, but he's never had that dude. And that was on the tail end of Steve Smith's career, even though it was still a good tail end. But Right, you know, right. prime Steve Smith. Of course. It, it's like I, Larry Fitzgerald now. I'm still going to say Cam is, is a no on that list. I mean, he he did what we thought he would do. It's just he's never been surrounded by the complete pieces. And I got one whenever y'all are ready because it just came to mind. Last one, A.J. Green. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Loved him at Georgia. I definitely feel like he could have done more in the NFL. But also, you kind of look at the situation he was put into as well. Like, I've heard T.J. Hoosman's auto on the herd talking about how, like, they didn't even have Gatorade in Cincinnati and, like, guys are using the same cups, not the cups you're drinking out of. Like, it was awful, dude absolutely bad so like the culture there is bad maybe his like career just kind of got derailed i know it's been injuries and stuff and he was on a sideline saying trade me giving up on interceptions but Jalen, talk about what he truly brought to the table i I mean guys talked about this guy as like maybe being the best guy in the nfl you know when he came in just a dog right out of college brought the potential super athletic quick and Definitely feel like he underperforms. I, if we're talking about wanting to see more out of people, definitely, man. But he hasn't underperformed, but I have wanted to see like more out of him rather, you know. I'll say no because, yeah, we always could want more, but I think he did the best he could with Dalton in, in that offense and in that, in that division, guys. We forget he had to play Baltimore and Pittsburgh four times a year. And then on top of that, the Cleveland defense, yeah, but they've had good runs at times. So Pittsburgh's always I, had that that steel curtain, though. Yeah, and even the Ravens, like they've had actually a better secondary than the Steelers over the years. So that's a tough one with AJ. I, I'm going to say no. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Who did you have, Adam? You said one came to mind. Jimmy Graham, tight end for the Saints, and was never anything else once he left New Orleans. From the I don't U. know, because we didn't expect much out of him when he came to college. We saw him well, every look ball, at what he did in New Orleans, though, and how he games. surprised everybody. Obviously, he had Breeze thrown to him, and he was with Sean Payton, but once he left, like you saw that success, and I feel like, like you just mentioned, he wasn't necessarily hyped up. You know, you saw what he did in college, but 
the fact that he came on to New Orleans the way he did and had a couple thousand yard seasons, you know, Drew Brees threw quite a few touchdown passes to him. And that's when I feel like in those career years for Brees, he was having that access to Jimmy Graham, but you know, then obviously he left in my opinion, maybe I'm just being a homer, I guess. Cause I saw what he did in new Orleans because he hasn't been anything anywhere else. Yeah. You know, you know what, Adam, I, at first I wanted to say, nah, but you know what? I, I'll kind of sit on the fence on this one because you bring up a good point. He played with Russ and Aaron Rodgers, and he just never had quite that success anymore. Thank he you. had a devastating and, injury, though. And I was going to say – Very true. I think very the, true. I think the difference here is he just fell off the cliff way faster than we would have expected. But he does play tight end. Like, that happens. To, I, I mean, even Gronk, like, two years ago he was still good, or three years ago was still really good. And then two years ago, it was like, what happened to Gronk? He had to retire because of all those injuries. So I will will say this about Jimmy Graham. That's really interesting. And you're a Saints fan, so you probably watch way more games than we do. I remember, I want to say his last year and a half in New Orleans. I know, because I only noticed because I had him in fantasy. And I noticed that whenever Jimmy Graham would play in those that last year and a half, the first half, he would do nothing. And then all of a sudden, he would go off like kind of like in the second half. I figured like maybe the like the NFL caught up to him and they found out how to take him away from Drew Brees. And I feel like that's probably the reason low key why they probably traded him is because like they probably saw the slide coming and the injury just probably like exasperated it. Right. He, it wasn't like he was like fast or athletic. He was just like a jump ball mismatch. Yeah, he, he would he high point young. any football over anybody in the NFL. Yeah. But if you can't run, now you can't he can't run, he can't catch, he can barely jump. He's just six seven now. So right. maybe the Saints saw that coming. Yeah, I, I definitely hats off to you on that take, man. You look at a guy like Sean Payton and the whole, you know, the whole staff, the whole culture there has been great since Payton showed up. So they probably did see the slide coming. I like that take there. All right. Before we move on to the next one, is this is this one hands off? I feel like this one was easy to no Alex Smith. Mm, morning number one overall pick. Yeah. I mean, don't get no more no, no more one. expectations. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna yeah, say no. Heisman finalist, number one overall I'm, pick over Aaron Rodgers. That that is def that's the definition of Ryan Leaf. If you could get there without the problems, yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I think the expectations and the hype at the time. I think he just came in the league too early. I think if he was coming in now, he'd be better suited. Like he was kind of ahead of the quarterbacks that we see now, the Justin Herberts and stuff. He was kind of before that, and. I just think he came in too early into the league. Not not his age, but the the era. Like if he was coming in now with those skill sets, I think he'd be able to develop even even better than what happened. It was almost they were trying to force him to be a quarterback. He really he wasn't. really wasn't. So yep. the Tom Sula era got him. It got everybody in San Francisco. <laughs> but let me let me give you my actual guy. I know you guys are going to – Oh, that's not the actual guy. <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't get a chance. I wanted to see what you guys thought about some others first. My guy, you may totally disagree, and I get it, but there was a play on Sunday that I saw him make, and I was like, you cannot be making that at the age of 37, I believe. It's Matt Ryan. The guy has over 54,000 oh, yeah. oh, yes, over, over passing yards, 340 touchdowns. And guess what, guys? No one cares. No one cares. To me, he's a stat filler. He had Julio Jones all those years. They lost up 28-3 to three in the Super Bowl. They lost. Your name's Matty Ice. 
Well, you definitely melted in that Super Bowl. You were the third overall <laughs> pick. You were the third overall pick in the 2008 draft. You, you haven't done anything. You've done nothing. Those stats at the end of his career, Adam, you brought, up, filler. you brought up the year 2035. Let's fast forward to 2035 when we look at his stats. Let's fast forward to 40 years from now when we look at those stats. It's going to be like Fran Tarkington's stats to all these young guys. Tarkington's like near the bottom of that list now of all-time touchdowns, all-time uh, passing yards. Obviously not at the very bottom, but of like, I'd, I'd love to look at the list. I don't even know if he's top 10 anymore. I feel like every year there's a new quarterback entering the top 10, a Phillip Rivers, a Matt Ryan. What have you done? Drew Brees. You, yeah. Well, Drew Brees has a Super Bowl ring, and he's been there year after year knocking, right, knocking at the door, right? Like, how much more do we really want from Brees? He's had some bad luck with plays, not his fault. So, but what about Matt Ryan? Like, and, and the play that came up was, JT, we talked about it, the late game interception against the Chargers. It was like an out route. Why are you throwing that? And if you are, you got to make sure it's either your receiver or no one. You cost them the game. You're a 13-year you're a veteran. You cost them the game to a rookie quarterback. Who was doing the exact same thing at the end of the game. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that, The Chargers man, did their damnedest to give that game to the Falcons. The Falcons said, no, 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 man. You, you, you have to Please. So Matt Ryan is your guy. I could definitely agree with that. Matt yeah, yeah, because you want to talk about a guy who I, I've been saying it all year, man. Put Matt Ryan on the Colts, and the Colts are Super Bowl contenders, dude. No question. You get a veteran like Matt Ryan over there. I think we actually talked about it with the trade deadline. You get a veteran like we talked about Matt Ryan and Julio. Actually, I remember that. Uh, put Ryan over there with the Colts behind the good offensive line. Matt Ryan has had the hell beat out of him his whole career. It's kind of actually surprising he's still able to produce that. At a high level, if you ask me, in terms of what he does for the team with stats and, and numbers and everything, you know, wins and and playoff depth, we're obviously talking differences there. But you talk about a guy that can play the game. There's no question that Matt Ryan can't play quarterback. You put him with a young team like Indianapolis, T.Y. Hilton, you got MPJ, you got Darius Leonard. I mean, the whole defensive side of the ball feels like babies. And, I, I mean, I think defense – or uh, not defensively, on both sides of the ball, I think Colts are a top-five roster in the NFL. You give them a quarterback that you don't have a question mark with anymore – Boom. I think you're Super Bowl contenders. So, Matt Ryan, I, I love that. We, we all have some really good points here, but Matt Ryan is definitely Ryan, Cam, and, and Matthew Stafford. I like it. All right. So, let's go to everyone's favorite part of the show, uh, NFL preview. So, this is where we preview the top storylines and games for the upcoming games on Sunday. So, Adam, we're going to you. What are you look, most looking forward to this week? Well, of course, you know, man, I'm going to be watching those Jets. Psych! You know I'm watching the Chiefs and the Saints. I'm not watching any other game but this right here. I'm teaming up with my boys that are a bunch of Saints fans. We're, of course, going to be going. Raising hell, wanting the Saints to win. We're going to win on Sunday, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be a crazy game. I think it's going to be a fantastic game, potentially game of the year. I know the Ravens and the Browns just happened, but think about the stage that is set for this game, Okay. Kansas City's been sleepwalking for probably about a month in the NFL now, I feel like, okay? The Saints just got kicked in the chin, just about embarrassed. If they lose by any more than probably those three to seven points, I'd be pretty upset. But like I said, Taysom had his chances and just didn't perform, but it was his first shot. You know, this is going to be a huge game. This is a chance for the Saints to put the league back on notice because who thought the Saints were going to beat the Bucs? 
nobody. And 35 points said otherwise, even me as a fan going in. I was talking mess all week saying, yeah, we're going to win. We're going to go into Tampa Bay. This is the game that we put the league on notice, and we did. So I kind of feel the same stage set here. Definitely not going to be 38-3. to Not going to be a blowout. Even if we win ugly, man, we got to get the win. But I think this is the game of the weekend, potentially the game of the year. People are talking about maybe a Super Bowl preview. So if there's one headline, I'm definitely looking at it. Maybe I'm too much of a homer. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely Chiefs and Saints this weekend, man. No question. For sure. For sure. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be on everyone's list. You got to yeah, watch. That's a must watch game. Oh, there's- yeah. I've, I guarantee you, like, I, I can only imagine the numbers that that game is potentially going to do. And if Breeze is going to be playing on Sunday, yep. everybody's going to want to see how he is. Yep. Breeze Mahomes, that's going to be huge, dude. Yep. And it should be a great game, too. I, I don't think either team will disappoint us. Both of y'all taking the Chiefs? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Good You're teaser, right, though, right, Adam. Right, good right. teaser. We'll get to that in weekend <laughs> predictions. Good teaser, man. See? You know the podcast life. Um, JT, I'm going to go real quick. Bills at Broncos. Got to watch that game. At Mile High Stadium, trap game for you the love Bills. love Broncos in every situation like this, but go ahead. You, you got to watch. It's a trap game for Buffalo because – Coming off that Steeler win, but then they got the Patriots and Dolphins after this to wrap up the season. Could hurt Buffalo's seeding, and Broncos will play them tough for sure. Josh Allen said they don't dance. They All they do is work. I think they got it. Yeah, we'll see. Now, JT, to your Dolphins. Patriots at Dolphins. This is a big one. The Dolphins should have won in New England earlier. first time. Right. But they didn't. Now, you got Brian Flores. The student against Bill Belichick, the mentor, and you know this, JT, as well as anybody, You, the Dolphins always play New England tough, especially in Miami. Of course, yep. like last right. year, man. Yep. That's, that's, yep. A, that's a yearly thing. That right, 1 o'clock right. Sunday game, they no, have to man, come down and play. Belichick that run. Right. Woo. Yeah. Yep. And listen, Miami needs to win. If they lose, they're, they're probably out of the playoffs. The other game, sneaky good game. Seattle at Washington, right? I agree. There's just something about this game that makes me want to, like, I got to see it. I don't know. There's something there, right? You got Russ against Chase Young, all right? He's gone against Aaron Donald before, but Young is more of the edge rusher now, so Russ Russ has, has to watch himself. And this could be right now, if this play, if the season ended today, would be a playoff matchup. So this is a possible playoff preview, even though one of these teams is obviously going to probably lose unless there's a tie. But you never know because Washington's the division leader and the Rams are the division leader. That means these two teams, Seattle, Washington, could still play each other in the playoffs first round. Literally, you guys have all the games that I have written down. So uh, (laughs) Saints and Chiefs matchup of the weekend for sure. Maybe the year this I agree. This is a potential Super Bowl matchup. So definitely want to watch that. New England versus Miami, it is about Flores going to going against the guy that taught him everything he knows. The thing that I'm worried about about that game is, yes, we have the advantage of them coming to us, which is usually a good thing, but also we have a rookie quarterback, and we know Belichick's track record playing against rookie quarterbacks. We just oh, saw yeah. what he did to Justin Herbert. So hopefully, hopefully it's not the same, and we're already down some weapons on offense. So nervous about that one. And I do like the Seattle and Washington matchup because I want to see a – Russ can cook against a unit that I think that's the best front seven in football right now. So we know how Russ does with pressure. Not too great. I want to see if, if Washington can get after him. Yep. 
Yep, I I agree. I I think it'll be interesting. Does any does anybody care about the the point that I brought up a couple weeks ago? Do we want to see who's going to try to lose the harder harder the Jets or the Jags? Yeah. Nah, I think the I think Jets. The Jets I think the Jets cemented that with the Raiders. What? There's there's no more drama. Oh, now you now you believe go, it was on purpose. They're going zero and sixteen. Well, they yes. both play. They both play ridiculous defenses because the what the Jags are playing the Ravens and then the Jets are playing the the Rams. So, well, let's go to what Adam was alluding to weekend predictions. Adam, I personally love this segment because it gets to show us how smart we are, or actually, probably how we know nothing about football, but that's right. okay. It brings the fans back. So, we're going to start with college. Not sure if you delve into the college realm at all, but a little bit. Haven't kept up much this year because I feel like it's kind of like unfair. I mean, you got Ohio State top five, <laughs> they played four games. Like, come on now. But you know, all right, all right. I like how you're a gamer. So, Adam, Oregon for the Pac-12 title. Oregon replacing Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Washington bowed out. Oregon versus USC. Who you got? Ah, oh, man. I know that's going to be a good match matchup. I'm probably going to take Oregon. Realistically, I just I just think they're the better team overall. I think Oregon would win that one for sure. But it could be a good one. I mean, USC is obviously not a bad team, you know. And it's been weird. Obviously, it's been really weird with COVID and everything. And it's been hard for me to really be able to judge a team so accurately. Like I said, Ohio State is in the top five. They played four games. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, man, I'm definitely definitely going to take Oregon on that one. Okay, got it. JT, who you got? I think I'm going to take SC. And, it, and I'm going with Adam. I've got – I'm going with Oregon. Oh, you love Oregon. Yep. <laughs> love them uniforms, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Big 12 – or, I'm sorry, Big 10 title game, Northwestern versus Ohio State. Adam, who you got? Well, I, I think we know Ohio State's going to take this one. It could be a good one, though. You know, everybody's uh, prone to sleepwalk. And I know Ohio State hasn't necessarily played, you know, a whole lot of football this year. But I'm a big Justin Fields fan. Uh, me being a Dogs fan, it was really hard to see him leave, go in his first season, and really just be a throwaway from going to the national championship. Uh, and maybe, you know, he's going to be able to scoot in there and take advantage of a Clemson team that has had some bumps in the road. You know, Trevor Lawrence is still working his way back and everything. So, But I'm definitely going to take Ohio State with that victory. JT, you don't, got, you don't got the guts to do what I think you should do. Me? You, Don. Yeah. I want who, you to pick who you, you got. Who are you taking? You don't got the guts to say it. Uh, I'm taking Ohio State. I oh, didn't do it. <laughs> Ohio State. All right. Ohio State for JT as well. The Big 12 title game here Oklahoma versus Iowa State. Adam. Hasn't Oklahoma been pretty bad this year? They've got two losses. They, yeah, they, they started off a little up. rocky. They're a little right. rocky. They've been getting it going. They've righted the ship. They and they still got uh they still got Lincoln Riley. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma. I love it. Okay. I love Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I'll be okay. taking Oklahoma in that okay. one. JT, who you got? I think I'm gonna take Iowa State. I I I am as well. Campbell, I'm a big fan of him as a coach. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna go with Matt Campbell. You just like the his, quarterback in his Iowa State. <laughs> Brock Purdy, yeah. You know, he's all right. He's all right. All right. The ACC title game, Clemson versus Notre Dame. Clemson won the first game between these guys. Adam, who you got? Man, so this one, 
really is going to be a great game, in my opinion. Obviously, you see Clemson, they've had a few bumps in the road, and now it's time to put all the chips in the basket. It's not necessarily next man up anymore. It's okay, let's take our guys and let's go play this. Let's go get to this COVID-19 riddled title game, national championship, whatever you want to call it, you know, the, w- whatever it may be. You know, it's going to be a great game, and uh, we can honestly see how it's shaping up to be a huge game this week, and I think it'll be a lot better than people think, but I think Clemson will take it for sure. Don't be surprised if Notre Dame has the upset, but I would say most betters money is on Clemson this weekend. Ooh, I don't know. The spread opened at like 10 and a half. Can you right. believe that? Well, well yeah, okay. I was beat him the first time. Notre Dame won the first one. So, so yeah, yeah. The I think the public money is going to be on Notre Dame, which that's so where as a Notre Dame fan, I'd be worried because the public is usually wrong when it's that heavy by the public. Right. Uh, JT, who you got? I think it's Clemson. And I'm going to go with your theory of, they were just missing Trevor, and that was the missing piece that cost them the first matchup. So if Trevor's playing, I got to imagine Clemson's going to win because this is what he came back for. Yep. Of course. I'm, I'm going to go Clemson, and at first I thought it'd be a blowout after the first time they played, but watching Notre Dame and what they did to UNC and then what UNC team. did to Miami, and I think Miami's still <laughs> – Is Miami think, the ultimate barometer? <laughs> no, but I think Miami's a good – no, <laughs> above average team in the ACC, and for UNC to do that to Miami, but Notre Dame to stop th- that UNC offense tells me something about Notre Dame. This is a closer game than I think I thought it would be originally, but I still think Clemson pulls it out. SEC title game, Alabama versus Florida. Who you got, Adam? Man. So we obviously see the imbecile last week for Florida throwing the shoe after the tackle, which I don't think that was necessarily ill, but you also got to use self-control. You know, I don't think the guy was really trying to kind of raise Kane. He just maybe had the shoe in his hand and, you know, just tossed it, picked it up, whatever the case was. But I mean, you've obviously got an Alabama team that's got Nick Saban. They've got Mac Jones, who's been balling. I mean, they've got, uh, who's that Devonte Smith over there. That's just an absolute monster for Alabama right now. I want to say that's Devonte Smith, right? Yep, the receiver. Right. Yep, yeah, he, yeah. he's my Heisman guy. He's my Heisman guy. Yep. Right, yeah. Devontae Smith is just absolutely balling out this year. You look at Mac Jones as well. Obviously, they've got Nick Saban. But Florida, man, Florida's been playing good football this year. It kind of feels like they're getting back to the early 2010s kind of status, always being able to hang up there with Auburn and, and Alabama. You know, they had, obviously, Tebow, you know, sort of in those days. But, um, yeah, man, I think it's going to be a good one, but I'm going to take Alabama. It's kind of hard to bet against Nick Saban. I mean, the guy's been so good for so long. Don't be surprised if Florida wins, of course, but they just lost to a bad LSU team and off of a silly mistake. But no matter what it was, that game shouldn't have been that close. And uh, they hooked that kick at the end, man. So that was that was tough for them. I am going to take uh, the Tide, though. Okay. JT, who you got? It's Bama. Florida can't stop anybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got Bama as well. No way I'm betting against – well, not betting, but no way I'm going against them. And I want to throw this one in there. Tulsa versus Cincinnati could have some playoff implications. Adam, who you got? That's another tough one, man. I'm probably going to go Cincinnati. Okay. Probably going to go Cincinnati there. Yep, yep. Yeah, I Cincinnati. agree. JT, is that a try? I agree. I've, I've called them the best non-Power 5 team for, what, like a couple months now. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, definitely, okay. Cincy. So let's switch over to the NFL. Got four games there. So let's go. We've talked about a lot of these teams and a lot of these games. So just give me which team you think will win because I want to get trivia time in at the end on both JT and Adam. So I want to fit that in at the end. Adam, you'll love it. Don't worry about it. So give me just which team real quick. Adam, Seattle at Washington. 
Seattle for sure. JT. Washington, East Coast trip for the West Coast team. Ooh, I'm gonna I'd go love with, to see that upset. That would help my Saints. <laughs> I'm going to go with Adam. I'm going to go Seattle. Um, Philadelphia at the Arizona Cardinals. Adam. Mm, going to be a beautiful quarterback matchup between Hurts and Kyler, but I would have to guess. You know what, screw it. I'm going to pick an upset. I'm going to take Eagles. Eagles are feeling hot after that Saints win. I know they're going on the road, but they feel new life with Jalen Hurts. Jalen's probably going to be able to shake it up a little more. Definitely playing a lesser defense in Arizona, so I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles with the upset. Ooh, okay, JT. I got the Eagles, too. Kyler Murray's not right right now. Don't know how Yeah, he's still dealing with the, the shoulder. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go Arizona. I think that West Coast trip is 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 tough. Um this is the big one for Adam. Chiefs at Saints. Yeah, man. Definitely taking my guys. It's a must win. Uh if we want to even have a chance at the Super Bowl going th- uh, through New Orleans, you know, or rather the NFC Championship, you know, the NFC running through the Superdome, we got to win. Um you know, big game coming up. Like I you know, I've already put the stats out there. I think the Saints have a chance and this potentially be the Super Bowl preview and a game of the year for sure. Yep, yep. JT, who you got? If Taysom Hill is a starter, we're taking this off the slate because it's not even close. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man. if but if uh but if Drew Brees is playing, I do agree with you that they're playing at home. It's it's a help, but I just think the Chiefs are going to be too much. Right. I'm sorry, Adam. I got to go, Chiefs. I'm sorry. It's all but... good, man. They're juggernauts, no question. <laughs> um, and the Sunday night game. The Cleveland Browns are on Sunday night football at, we talked about them, the New York Giants. They're going to flex this game because I don't even think Daniel Jones is playing. <laughs> oh, who you, man. Who do you got, Adam? I think it'd be too late to flex at this point. Is it? Yeah, potentially. I would say Cleveland. No, Cleveland is pissed about how they just lost to Baltimore. That game was right there. They showed themselves that they can run the football. They've showed themselves that they can move the ball. And Baker's starting to play well. Obviously, we see the stats from him since Odell's been hurt. He's been up there in the statistical categories for quarterbacks. I am going to take Cleveland for sure because I just feel like they're mad about that. And they know that they got to get a win if they want to keep Baltimore out of it potentially and stay in the race for the playoffs. So you're going to go Cleveland. All right, all right, JT. Bro, Miles Garrett is playing Colt McCoy on Sunday Night Football. Yes, I'm going with the Browns. <laughs> right. So I'm going to go with the old adage in football. Don't let one loss turn into two. I think that's what happens to Cleveland here. So I'm going to go the Giants. I think they're going to have that hangover from the Baltimore game. I feel like they you, put, you put and, this game on there just so you can say that. <laughs> yes. I think I feel like that, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You know it. You know it. All right. So, really, truly, everyone's favorite is trivia time, along with surprise JT. But we're just going to do trivia time. So, Adam, are you up for it? Even if yeah, man, not? absolutely. Right, I'm right. always up to stay sharp on some sports knowledge. All unless right. unless we're not talking sports, and you might have me here, man. Well, I was going to say you have no option. So, <laughs> it's just two NFL questions. The first one. JT's already worried over there. Look at him. So, Derrick Henry, these are easy ones, I must admit. Derrick Henry has a chance to win back-to-back rushing titles if he wins this year. Who is the last running back to win back-to-back rushing titles? Adrian Peterson. JT, who do you think? I'm going to go AP, too. You're both wrong. Oh, I L- felt like that. I felt like I was no, but I was like, <laughs> it's I mean, LT. That was yeah. my second it, guess. It's LT. Damn. LT. LT. Damn. Ladanian Tomlinson. Adam, yeah. you said it so confidently that you uh, sold JT on it. Right. 
It is. Yeah, some people would argue LT is the greatest running back in my generation because, you know, the time that he ran, and no question, I mean, what, 20, 28 rushing touchdowns in a year? Straight baller, dude. Nobody, I think, will ever eclipse that mark again. That's just ridiculous. And his pass-catching ability out of the backfield was like Marshall Falk. Um, But, yes, LaDainian Tomlinson, LT. All right, the last one. Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield just played head-to-head on Monday Night Football. They are two former Heisman Trophy winners that went head-to-head as quarterbacks. That is only the second time ever in the history of Monday Night Football two Heisman quarterbacks squared off. Do you know which pairing was the first on Monday Night Football ever? Got to go back a little ways here. Are we are we talking like go back to Terrell Owens or like going back to like JFK? Going back to closer to JFK than Terrell oh, Owens. But, I was worried about. Oh, but, so we're but, going way back. But but yeah. we're still in the, no no we're still in the. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's in the seventies. Happened in oh, the seventies. Thank, thank God. Happened in the seventies. Mm. That's why I'm saying it's closer to JFK, but not quite that far back. Is it Roger Staubach and somebody? Oh, I'll give you a hint. You got half of the pairing right. Staubach and um, damn, I don't know who's it. Oh, is it Staubach and well, they were on the same team. I was gonna say Dorsett. Well, it's two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Roger Staubach and I don't. I guess Terry Bradshaw, maybe. All right, not a bad guess. That is incorrect, though, Adam. But that's a good (laughs) one. That's a good one, JT. Staubach. Five seconds. I gotta give him. Whoa, you got it. Did you That's know it? the answer? Dang. That is it. It is Roger Staubach and Jim Plunkett. Nice. 19, there we go. December 12th, 1977. So wow. literally almost 43 years to the day almost between Monday night football games. So, Adam, hey, good job, though. Good job even on the trivia you said Adrian Peterson very convincingly got to give. Well, I was just thinking, I was like, because what, what, look, what, this is why this will make me go with AP because I was like, you know, you're like Derrick Henry. And I was like, I was like, he's going to say, who's the last running back to run for 2,000 yards? Oh, (laughs) all day. And then you kind of flipped it. And I was like, well, back to back rushing titles. I was like, oh, I feel like that was still AP. So I had to stick there, man. I had to. He got me though with that one. Yeah. Well, Adam. Great job. Thank you so much for your time. I know we kept you over to the time we promised, but again, no sweat, real, real quick, plug your podcast before, before we, uh, we sign off. Yeah, man, absolutely. So of course, Adam Lewis, host of the what off season sports podcast, new episodes every Friday, wherever you find me on social media, I know the guys will tag me, check the link in the bio. It's every platform we got podcast, social media, every bit of content we're putting out. Uh, segments on Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays. Got a lot of great stuff going on on social media. Like I said, latest episode that's out right now is uh, what every NFL playoff contender wants for Christmas before they make their Super Bowl run. And then coming out on Friday is six bold predictions for the 2021 NBA season. Had a great episode. I'm really back. Uh, happy to get back into some NBA content. So I'm feeling kind of rusty. So I was like, let me get bold, knock off some of the rust. So it's going to be Going to be a great episode, but I had a great time, guys. Like I said at the beginning, thank you so much for bringing me full circle, and we'll definitely have to do it again. Of course, of course. We had, we had a great time, and from both of us, Adam, thank you very much for your time. Happy holidays. And to the JT, great episode, man. I don't know yeah, what else absolutely. to say. That was intense, a lot of fun. 
Um, and to the fans and listeners out there, as always, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you guys. And remember, please subscribe to us, JT and the Don All Sports Podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five-star review. And remember to please follow us on social media. Our handle, JT and the Don, we can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So, JT, great job as always, man. And until the next episode, see you. Peace.